0: Hello there, and welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, a podcast where we discuss everything we love about Star Wars Warts and All. My name's Will, and joining me again are my good friends Ben. Hello. Bill. Hi. And Chris. I'm not such a bad pilot myself. That's right. Tonight, grab a bottle of fresh squeezed thalassiren milk and meet us at Tashi Station to talk about Luke Skywalker.
1: Easy to, or I don't.
2: Luke. Luke? Luke! 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 Luke!
0: Luke! From his humble beginnings as a farm boy, to a Jedi Knight, to eventually a disgraced... Exile. Today we're talking finally about Luke Skywalker.
2: The episode you've all Good. been waiting for. Sure,
0: you all. Yeah, let's just keep Yeah, saying yeah. That. <laughs> all right, so Luke, of course, born in secrecy. I think it's worth pointing out that he was raised by his step aunt and uncle, Brew and Owen Lars. Right.
1: But And, and what what planet was that on?
0: Sorry. T- Tatooine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <not sure. laughs> it's it, They do seem to kind of have, like, a almost a cold relationship with him. Like, they're not very... I don't know. I think Baru is obviously the uh, the warmer one of the two.
3: Those two are about to get a lot more warmer.
0: Oh, no. You don't say that. <laughs>
3: no,
0: grammar. <Marvel. laughs> yes. More warmer-er, ben More warmer-er.
3: <laughs> but you said that, you know, he was born out of secrecy. Did they know that Anakin was still alive? Obi Wan just left him there. Did did he know that the Emperor went and found Anakin's body? No, so- I don't think so.
0: I, I I don't know what the canon answer is to that now, but I, I remember that being in that Kenobi book. But but that's that's now the stuff of legends. I don't know when Obi Wan finds out. I mean, I'm sure he does. Maybe we'll see that in the show. Actually, that could be one of the one of the big scenes. Yeah, kind of like how Ahsoka figures it out. Yeah, right, Marvel's right, right. yeah, scene like that so yeah and there's actually you know there there are a few little stories about luke when he's a child um not much though this mentions in a certain point of view that book that i always mention um and some of the comics where he's showing signs of you know force sensitivity and, and just like anakin basically he could fly and fix ships and stuff when he's very young and complain
3: um, a lot
0: surely of course so one thing that that it comes up in Rebels that's kind of interesting is um, spoiler alert, Obi-Wan faces off against Darth Maul in the deserts of Tatooine. After defeating Maul, again, basically Maul asks if, if Luke is the chosen one.
2: Tell me, is it the chosen one?
3: he is he
0: will avenge us and i think the internet kind of like went crazy over that for a minute because i was like what are they are they rewriting is disney rewriting uh, of course they did right but the thing is this is not you know star wars's opinion of the chosen one this is just obi-wan's opinion of the chosen yeah, one
1: right right and even if he doesn't necessarily believe it one hundred percent, he could be trying to just put Darth Maul's mind at ease or something at the end of his life. You know, they've had such a long, torturous relationship with each other; they kind of almost have this weird sense of respect. So maybe he just, yes, he's the chosen one. I'm protecting him. Don't worry, because Emperor Palpatine has done Darth Maul very wrong over the years. So sure, yeah. But- if um, if Luke has any chance of of.
0: Um, you
1: know overthrowing that, then he's right. going to
0: be a little more at ease. Mm-hmm. It's also a question of what would his other answer be? Just oh, oh, no, no, we're very screwed. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it's not him, but yeah, so that I, I think that that fits perfectly for Obi Wan because, of course, you know, he he failed his last apprentice, so he's going to say, Yeah, you know what, this is our next shot, this is the next hope. Um, yeah, I and mean, he says it in Empire, uh, Empire strikes back.
1: Is yeah, so that boy is our last hope? Right. Yeah.
3: I'm running out of chosen ones here. <laughs>
1: Fresh out. <laughs> Just goes to show that Jedi were not right in a lot of things. Maybe. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. They have read the read the prophecy wrong. We may have. Or yes. However the line goes.
0: Certainly a theme we're picking mm-hmm. up on. But anyway, let's get to so in a new hope. Obviously, Luke is 19 years old. And he loses his farm, and the only family he ever knew, um, as Ben so quaintly put it, because they got a a lot warmer.
3: A lot warmer. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. So after losing everyone, Luke has a single purpose of becoming a Jedi. Like, that seems to be his driving goal for the entire trilogy of movies. If you want to boil it down, right? That's like the one overarching...
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I will learn the waves of the force and become a Jedi like my father before me. That's the line.
2: Yeah, so that was my question about this. Like is he doing that because he's got nothing left? So he's like, why not? Or is it out of some sense of like he needs to get justice for people who have been wronged by the Empire, like his aunt and uncle were, or revenge or something like that? Like what I mean, we know which event drives that decision, but what is the motivation, yeah. I guess?
1: Yeah, because at this point he still thinks that Darth Vader killed his father too. Yeah. So he's not concerned about turning him back yet. He's just right. you know all about yeah. learning no. as much as he can and and trying to become his father. Un unbeknownst to him.
0: Right, and I think that's the drive. There is is he doesn't have a family anymore, so becoming a Jedi is kind of like his way of getting close to who he thinks his father was. Or, you know who his father was, Anakin Skywalker. If he could be a Jedi, like his father, then he can, you know, kind of carry on the family legacy that way.
3: I think for Luke, I think it's about saving people. Because he couldn't save Uncle Owen and Aunt Mm -hmm. Because he wasn't strong enough. He wasn't there. And I think that's how he sees it. He's not there. That's why he ran away from Yoda during, you know, on Dagobah. Because his friends were in trouble. He had to go because he wasn't going to lose more people by not being there is how i right. see it
1: well it also ties back to anakin feeling more or less the same way with his mother right uh, and the sand people you know he, he wishes he was there to rescue her in time or, or whatever you know go back to tatooine to free the slaves
0: yeah and it's it's certainly a character trait of luke is that whole um, you know, when, when there's someone, someone he cares about in need, drop everything and, and, you know, put his life on the line too. one well, and,
2: and he's actually able to do it. Whereas Anakin was not because he was just not allowed to. So,
0: uh, yeah, he was too tethered to the yeah. Jedi order maybe. So I, yeah. I
2: think that's, that's a theme that's going to come up again that I want to talk about. But. Yeah. it's
0: a good point. Luke had that freedom. So, right, yeah, it sets him on his path to become a Jedi. And then, so after Obi-Wan dies, you know, Luke's put in a place where he has no leadership and really no way of continuing his training in the Force. So there's some comics and books and and whatnot that take place after A New Hope, where he's kind of scrambling to try and find anything he can. Um, You know, holocrons and temples where, where he could just learn something about the Jedi ways. But then that takes us to Empire Strikes Back, where he's visited by the ghost of Obi Wan and told to visit Yoda on Dagobah. Um, and now this is where Luke really receives his first legit lessons. I don't know what would you what would you call the training Luke receives here? It's kind of like a uh, condensed version, or yeah, uh, I don't know.
2: Oh, if you kind of put it into perspective uh, he was on Dagobah for what a month or so is what canon says
0: yeah that's
2: if you put that in perspective versus the lifetime of training that Jedi before him got like trained from a very young age like it's it's really not a lot
0: yeah it does it made me makes me think like um, well when when he runs off to save his friends Yoda makes it very clear you're not ready Luke, you, you must complete the training. No, oh, I can't keep the vision out of my head. They're my friends. I gotta help them. You must not go. So, right. yeah. Obviously, he's not. But then again, I mean, how many years do you think he got, Yoda? What? <laughs> <He's, laughs> yeah. not many. Not gonna, he's not going to train for twenty years or like yeah, whatever the norm right. is. <laughs> you don't have that kind of
1: time. Yeah. Well, I, even back in uh, going back to prequels, but Episode One. They said Anakin was too old, and he's what eight or nine. And then Luke is twenty-one at this point, twenty, twenty-one at this point. He's way too old, but you know, it's it's Jedi training. It's got the Skywalker genes in him, so
3: I, I feel like at this point, they Yoda and Obi Wan and whoever else was left was like, you know what? I don't care at this point. As long as we have somebody else that we can try to get to carry on the legacy of the Jedi. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think I think it's important to highlight like I mean Empire Strikes Back was all about the good guys having setbacks and specifically Luke failing like at every step of the way. I mean he had this failure at the cave. Uh he left to go save his friends. He failed in his fight against Vader. Like and it's not necessarily like because I think it's all meant to be a growing experience. Like you don't learn unless you fail you know yeah, well, that, whether or not yeah. they actually meant it that way I don't know but I think he learned more th- from that than he would have in like you know a couple months with Yoda probably yes and he
1: he eventually did learn from those failures and was able to bring you know Darth Vader back Anakin back and he was able to defeat the emperor and all this other stuff but learning from his failures is maybe something that he forgot over time Right. He didn't have as many failures. Exactly. Then when he finally had another one. Yeah. Didn't go so well. Right,
2: right, right.
0: Yep, yep. And I
1: think that definitely comes
0: up in The Last Jedi. Yeah, and as far as the failure, yeah, you're right. Luke fails kind of in in everything he does to some extent or another. But he doesn't fall to the dark side. And I think that's when he leaves. That's really Obi-Wan and Yoda's biggest fear is that he's not prepared to face the dark side against Vader. Right. But that, you know, when when it's kind of all laid out there, he makes that leap of faith instead of yeah. you know, su- succumbing to the lure of the dark side.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Now, after Empire, Luke knows the truth about his father. Um, could probably skip over a lot of this comic book stuff at this point. Well, that was...
1: He caused, like, two TIE fighters to crash into each other or something about that. That kind of... Means something, doesn't it? it? This happened in the comics. Yeah, it, supposedly, instead, right after the end of Empire, instead of going directly back to the fleet, they went to some rendezvous oh, point. Oh, I do remember this now. But yeah. there were there were Imperials there, kind of like waiting for them. They kind of got into like a little uh, little fight, and he was on the Falcon trying to operate the 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 cannons, and he couldn't right. do it with one hand. It got super frustrated and like lashed out with the force, not knowing it. And cause a couple of TIE fighters to crash into each other. Becoming frustrated and losing control in a way might have, you know, future consequences, you know, stuff
0: right. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Luke at that point, he was not capable of that level of, you know, force ability. Uh, right.
1: And might have thought about giving up at that point because he just, he can't do it. He doesn't have Ben anymore. He doesn't have a father figure to look up to because his father has turned to evil so he's just kind of you know contemplating just giving up and walking away
2: Goes the show is not infallible
0: definitely not right (laughs) Right. which is important to remember
1: because
2: i
0: think a big issue that a lot of people had seeing luke in force awakens and last jedi was just that people you know viewers of star wars star wars fans got caught up in the sort of legacy in the legend of luke skywalker yeah, he was right. how he was somehow now infallible or, or like this perfect being
3: right that was
0: never the case he's a man
2: right
3: well i think a, lo- a lot of that comes from the eu stuff especially with everything that happened after return of the jedi with the eu a lot of people were right so know, let's get he- in
0: let's get into return of the jedi and get there yeah. just you're right. I think that is what a lot of people were sad to see, you know, Luke's history wiped away. Um, but, so, in Return of the Jedi, again, he refuses the pull of the dark side. I mean, we all know. But at this point, he's, he's like, fixed on confronting Vader, not killing him, trying right. to turn him back to the light. And in the end, it's that commitment of Luke that that kind of, you know, turns Anakin's heart. Because he sees this act of self-sacrifice from a family member.
2: Yeah. I think this is the theme that I want to talk about a little bit. I Mm -hmm. feel like... Now, I'm not saying that they necessarily... I think we've acknowledged that a lot of stuff in Star Wars wasn't originally planned. Yes. (laughs) Like, it just comes out as they're telling the story. So I'm not going to sit here and say, like, well, this is what it was the whole time. But I feel like this is the whole concept of like love of family we see this with Anakin and how it drove him to madness basically because he wasn't able to actually act on any of that but then I think it ultimately was what let Luke prevail over the dark side and turn Anakin back to the light and we're, we see this theme throughout where denying that love and compassion tends to lead to failure yeah. Whereas accepting it and embracing it, regardless of like what the Jedi say, seems to lead to success. And so I just want to make that point because there's there's some things that happen later, uh, you know, in later episodes that where this might, I might might want to bring this back and talk about it a little bit.
0: No, I think you're you're definitely right. Um, George Lucas has always said that Star Wars is a family story. So it's about like these mystical powers and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's about how your your family is what saves you. Is what can save you. Like even beyond, you know, shooting lightning bolts and, and and lifting things with your mind. None of that matters if you have you know a support support from your family or you know a, a loved one to to kind of lean on. I think that's definitely like a hundred percent the point that they're trying to make. With yeah, these. And, Anakin, I, and I think Disney does an okay job of carrying that torch, you know, of, of kind of yeah. keeping that going.
2: Yes, and I and yes, and so that's why I, you know, later when we get to the next movies, I, I think you know this is definitely going to come back up again. Yeah. I want to mention some things, but I mean, I mean, you see it the whole time. You see Anakin being denied this by right. the Jedi, who are supposed to be like. The righteous ones, the the good guys, you know, for the most part they are, but they're wrong in a, right. in a lot of the, in to, they're wrong to de- not deny him that and that what that's what ultimately what leads to the like the massive failure.
0: yeah, yeah, no, I think you're totally right. yeah, so now I guess I mean I guess you could say Luke was successful in turning Vader back to the light, um, however. At the end of Return of the Jedi, and again, I think this is something that's really important to think of. Luke, who just, what, five or six years prior, was just a farm boy on Tatooine, knew nothing about the Force, mm-hmm. and now he is it. <laughs> he's everything. Right. Yeah. He's he's yeah. the most powerful being in the galaxy, potentially. Or at least the most right. powerful human. I think that's pretty safe to say.
3: Yeah, And I mean, don't forget... Sorry.
1: During the course of Return of the Jedi, we do see Luke tap into some possibly, you know, darker side of the Force as well.
0: Yeah, right. We talked about the choke. But he's
1: not the choke, and like he just gets enraged at the end Uh when he's fighting Vader. But he's able to pull himself out of that. Right. Realize what he's doing. Yeah. And then calm himself down and focus on the balance within. Yeah. Never.
0: I'll never turn to the dark side. You failed, your highness.
1: I am a Jedi, like my father before me.
0: And what is it that enrages him in that fight against Vader? Threats against his family. Exactly. Yep. He threatens Leia, like directly threatens her. And well, speaking of, um, as we see in Rise of Skywalker... Leia is actually his first apprentice, more or less. I think it's about a year after Return of the Jedi, he starts training Leia. And um, she builds a lightsaber, and she's doing pretty well, but she ends up dropping out. And we mentioned this, I think we mentioned this last week, but we weren't entirely sure. Chris was right, though. It was basically she had a vision that her unborn son would die at the end of her Jedi path. Uh, So she quits. She says, no, this isn't it. This isn't this isn't what I'm meant to do. Goes back to politics and does her whole resistance thing as, you know. And this leaves Luke kind of adrift again. He doesn't know where to start. So he looks for anything he can once again, searching across the galaxy for, you know, those Jedi texts and other other holocrons. And uh, he meets Lor Santeca, of course, mm-hmm. the old man from the beginning of Force Awakens. And then we we recently learned, uh, about five years after Return of the Jedi, is when he saves Grogu in The Mandalorian Season 2. So there's a lot of question marks there. The biggest question, though, is what happens next? Because there is a big gap here between the, the saving of Grogu and the eventual training of Ben Solo. Um, it's about six years where there's like nothing. Tie-in material. That's, you know
1: perfect ground for exploration.
2: Yes, um, Fil- Filoni, please do a animated Clone Wars-like series about this. That would be amazing.
3: Yeah. And, also, uh, I acknowledge that you
2: don't so listen to this I podcast. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, the, if he's listening to
3: this podcast, thank you so for everything from, you've ever done.
0: We've jumped from people listen to this podcast to Dave Filoni listening to this <laughs> himself. podcast. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, okay. He's the one waiting every, every week for the new episode. <laughs> he's the one. Bated breath,
0: but yeah, you're you're definitely right. as far as tie-in material. I think this could be, um, like a Clone Wars situation where the 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 Clone Wars show made the prequels feel better, like it made them easier yeah. to yep. stomach almost. Like it made those characters more relatable and more gave more depth and and more you know meaning to. Obi-Wan and Anakin and then their whole yeah, I mean, Anakin's I mean, you have, fall and, and all this
2: you have a lot more time in uh, leeway to to develop it more so right yeah definitely
3: it's actually um, you know if they, if they did do that didn't they set up some of his students in the comic book of the rise of Kylo Ren right and Grogu just a
0: few Grogu was not one of them no. was not was one of not them
3: so I have a feeling we'll see him I have a feeling we'll see Luke again maybe in season 3 of the Mandalorian. Yeah, there's uh,
0: certainly got to be some resolution to that whole yeah. Grogu thing. But as far as Luke's concerned, do you guys think... Uh, I've been kind of wondering this. Is there still room in this gap here for Luke to have a love interest?
3: Well. Sure. Current current rumors are uh, Mara Jade might be coming around to something Star Uh Wars-y soon. That
2: doesn't necessarily mean she's going to be a love interest of Luke, though. Yeah,
0: they could just use the name for a similar character set during the rebellion era or something, though. So you never know. I would
3: say that, but I also have a feeling that they don't want to make people more angry than they already are.
0: I, I think it would, I think it would work. And I think it could be one of those things that helps make the decisions, um, luke makes after this point make more sense honestly if he if he lost someone close to him if he actually like got a fresh taste of how much that sucks you know what i mean right yeah and then and then he looks into kylo and is like oh no 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 this is not happening again you know what i
1: mean i'm not gonna take this chance yeah yeah jumping ahead a tiny bit um, in one of the comics, we find out that Luke did have an encounter with Snoke, and he is responsible for like the scars and yeah, deformities. That, that's just mentioned in passing, though, right? Like, yeah, but yeah. who knows? Maybe Snoke murdered his love, and if once he finds out that Snoke is the one that's turning Ben,
2: mm. that could be a
1: huge jumping-off point.
0: I like that idea. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Interesting.
3: I don't know. I still feel like he knew Luke knew something. About Palpatine returning.
0: Well, he he really wanted to find that planet, the Exegol. Exegol, yeah. He was he was hell bent on finding that Wayfinder, and he and Lando, uh, you know, tr- tried to track down that Ochi of Bastoon, the uh, Jedi assassin or whatever he was. So you might be right. He might have had some inkling, you know. But anyway, all right. So we should let's let's talk about. So yeah, we we don't know a, a whole lot about. You know, what goes on when Luke is training Ben. But we do know that Leia and Han send Ben away. as sort of like a, you know, retreat, a prolonged retreat to train with Uncle Luke. Um, and Luke senses the dark side in Ben, but he thinks, you know, and this is where he gets into his hubris. He believes he's, he's powerful enough to kind of hold that at bay. I think probably the, the thing that really turned people off the most about Luke Skywalker was that he nearly attempted to murder his nephew. So he looks into his mind, but then I looked inside and it was beyond what I ever imagined. Ah! Ah! Snoke had already turned his heart. He would bring destruction and pain and death at the end of
3: everything I love because of what he will become.
0: So it's vague kind of description of bad stuff, right? Some seriously bad omens. But I kind of wonder what what he actually saw. Do you Do you think it's just, is that it? Like, does he just get vague, like, senses? Or does he actually see, like, visions of clear, like a, you know, like a movie playing out?
3: Well, I think he sees it clearly. Because you know what? It ended up almost being true. But, uh, yeah, you know, let's let's be honest. Kylo Ren killed Han. Mm-hmm. He tr- blew up Leia's uh, cruiser in Last Jedi. Uh,
0: well, actually, he didn't. He didn't. He shot, did. but, yeah. So maybe but that's where was, things starts to change. There. But yeah, yes, he yeah. yeah he led the charge. And like he said, the end of everything I love. That's that's what Luke saw.
2: I mean, it could be visions kind of like Anakin did of Padme just in pain, like something
0: similar to that. That's true. That's a little more hazy.
3: But I mean, I think he saw it clearly because let's be honest, Luke spent how many years trying to turn his father, who was more machine than man, terrifying, helped blow up an entire planet. He tried to turn him back to the light side, not barely even knowing him. And then his nephew, who he's probably known his entire life, he sees these images. If they were hazy, I could see him being like, okay, we need to do something about this. But if they were clear, then I could see him ignite his lightsaber and try to kill him.
0: And even, like, I think Chris might have hit something there with the Snoke connection. If Luke has any history with Snoke, and I'm sure he hates that guy, you know, he's basically trying to take a weapon out of his arsenal at that point. So it I'm also not might let be him, him do this to my family, you know?
2: It might be something he read in the Jedi texts too, where it's like you need to destroy Sith because otherwise they will rain destruction or something. Yeah. Because like Mace Windu wasn't about to like arrest Palpatine. He knew how bad he was. I don't know. This is kind of a stretch. Um yeah, yeah, The other right. thing too though is Perhaps at this point, Palpatine has been revitalized enough to have the power to, you know, kind of cloud everything and actually start putting visions into Luke's head. That's where I'm going with this, yes. Um, That's
0: true. Well, yeah, because at the time of, like, Revenge of the Sith Episode 3, you know, the Jedi were having a hard time getting a beat on the future at right. all because right. the he Sith had kind of it, right? corrupted everything yeah. right. so it might be another case of that Well,
1: I do want to bring up another comic um, this one did come out after The Last Jedi mm-hmm. um, Age of Rebellion Luke Skywalker issue it takes place between Emb- uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi Luke's on a mission somewhere but you see Palpatine across the galaxy you know wherever he is he's kind of probing Luke's mind just check on his mental defenses in a way they kind of call it that, and like Luke has a funny feeling. He ignites his lightsaber out of nowhere, thinking there's danger nearby, but then he oh. suddenly sheathes it. You know, Interesting. You know, people around I did him are like,
0: "Not put that together."
1: And then, just after that, Luke all of a sudden has a vision. Like he like daydreams or like like passes out and has this weird vision where he walks away and just retires on some planet. Sinks his X-wing in the ocean and just lives a full life with a family.
0: Yeah, I remember, uh, I remember that bit.
1: Yeah, and it's all it's all Palpatine. Palpatine admits he can't plant visions in his head, but he can kind of give off this feeling of guilt or hopelessness or something like that. To kind of give Luke kind of like a a seed of some sort of feeling that he should be giving up or. He's in over his head or something like that. Yeah. So I feel like that that this was intentionally written to kind of lead into this hmm. sequel the era Luke.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah for me, so the first time I saw that scene it was shocking. Definitely. But in hindsight, you know, after thinking about it, I think it does it's not drastically out of character for Luke to do such a thing. And especially considering that we don't know what what really went on in his life, for those for those thirty years? Right, a lot can happen in that time, and you know, it, even with Vader, he he came a lot closer to killing Vader uh, than he did Ben, you know, in Return of the Jedi. He he, he was yeah. he was hack, hacking away at him yeah. until he took off a limb. At least at least Ben Solo got away with all of his hands intact.
2: Yes, this is this is what I have been saying this whole time is that when you look back at things, it's not completely out of character. So, yeah.
3: Well, again, this goes back to your family thing. Vader threatened his sister and he went nuts. And then he looked into, and he saw the, the visions of Kylo Ren hurting his family. And he went a little crazy until he realized, wait a minute, hold on. He is my family.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, because I, I yeah. think again and again, I think it plays into either Snoke or Palpatine really controlling the situation, and when Luke ignites his lightsaber, he's he's not thinking, "Oh, time to kill my nephew." You know, he's thinking, "Time to end this." The dark side. Time to right. stop Snoke, if anything. Cause...
2: Until he realizes at the last minute what that means. Right. Yes. And then and that's unfortunately, where... it was bad timing because Kylo woke up and yeah, everything went.
0: And then he, you talk about all the failures of Luke. I would argue that this is his greatest failure yet when he makes this yeah. bad choice <laughs> or this. Uh... Well, is
1: the is the failure the? The fleeting thought of murdering ben or is the failure going off into exile and cutting him off from the galaxy and the force which one's the real failure i
3: think that's the i think that's his failure i think yes in just a couple seconds it entered his mind if i kill him every all the evil is done and then he realized i i, I can't believe i just did this i have to leave now instead of being like i can't believe i did this i need to make it right I need to make sure that he doesn't follow the dark side. But Mm -hmm. instead he was like, nope, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to an island somewhere and drinking green milk coconuts for the rest of my life. Well, at the same
0: time, though, I would would say that he... I mean, what else What else could he... He spent so many years trying to get it right. Like, I think that's important to, to look at from what we do know. He didn't immediately just fire up a Jedi temple and be like, all right, let's do this. Let's train some kids who wants to learn the Force. Right. He spent so much time trying to see, how am I going to do this? I have nobody to rely on. He got as much information as he could. And so much of it was lost or destroyed during the, you know, Imperial uh, era. So, at that point, when when it all falls apart, he's got to be saying, like, well... I mean, where else can I go? Yeah, you know, what else can I do?
2: Yeah, and I, w- I would argue that ultimately it's a continuation of the failure of the Jedi because of all the time that he spent to try to continue right. uh, their their doctrine.
1: Yeah. Right, he should have been teaching from himself rather than teaching from the past. Right.
3: Let me ask you this. I'm going to play the other side of the field here with, with his character. Do you think it was out of character for him to give up cut himself off from the force and go exile himself on an island to me I feel like Luke Skywalker to me from all the other the original trilogy movies he never gave up no matter how bleak a situation is I mean his the only people he ever knew burnt to a crisp his mentor murdered in front of him uh, an entire planet is destroyed but he never gave up
2: but I would argue in all of those cases, he was not the one at fault. Like in this case, it was himself who he was upset with because he was the one who was about to make like a, a grave mistake, I guess. Well,
1: yeah, it's not the biggest case, but he gave up on Dagobah in a, in a way when he when he couldn't lift the X-Wing out of the swamp. Oh, that's said, true too. Know, yeah. It's impossible. You ask the impossible and he walks away and sulks. But every time he does have a failure or like at the very in you know, first Star Wars movie um, with the training droid shooting him, he's like, you know, he's having such a hard time and with the blast shield down, how am I supposed to fight? You know, and but every time he has a teacher there to, you know, give him a lesson to to encourage him. But yeah, now he's the only teacher there. He's got nobody with him. To when, encourage him to keep going.
2: Well, and at this stage of his life, it's like... He's what, supposed to be the teacher. What else can I give at this point?
1: <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got no one to prop him up. Right. If he can't be as good as the teachers that taught him, what what good is he anymore? What, yeah. Why, why bother?
0: Yeah, and by this point, he feels like everything he's done and all that he's tried and not giving up has led to everybody back in the same place they were <laughs> before this I- <laughs> all started.
2: I appreciate this story as a tragedy, basically. This last bit of Luke's life, just like being so tragic, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. Boring conversation. Anyway. It seems people don't listen to the outros. And then I was realizing I don't listen to the outros of the podcasts I actually listen to. So I don't know. This is where the inside jokes are. For the real fans, like Dave Filoni.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. Let us know your thoughts
1: about Luke Skywalker at W-O-R-R-T-S, Worts and all, gmail.com, uh, Instagram, Twitter as well. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on, on, on Luke's failures throughout his life. not just Not just the sequel ones, but... All the times he's failed throughout the trilogy. Or,
3: or maybe talk about your favorite <laughs> Luke Skywalker memory if you wanted to keep it a little bit more positive. And my favorite us. part was
0: the. I think my favorite memory is when he failed. I remember <laughs> the part where he failed. And, just just want to put it out there that he does fail
2: and, from time to time.
3: And join us next week. But we still love him. As, <laughs> as we continue on with our. Uh, star wars movie watching experience and we talk about the last jedi
2: all right thanks dave for listening to our podcast oh first may the Force name be with you Jesus. first name
3: <laughs> hopefully we get good enough for Favaro.
0: i think they're roommates they probably listen together
3: <laughs> they do the one earbud in one ear and one earbud in the other